So hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Covered It as always brought to you by the boys from quackgolf.com that is the place to go for all your golfing apparel needs. Once again this episode is sponsored by Lions Links Um, so check out check them out on lionslinks.com for some uh, fantastic upcoming golf trips and competitions run by a lovely man called Joe Lyons so check that out. Um. Now, this episode is a treat for any of you golfing tech nerds out there or golfing equipment nerds. Um, I'm joined by a man called Derek Murray, who is a master club fitter, owner and founder of 4Golf Ireland, based out in Clean, um, Clean Castle. So, um, Derek, thank you very much for, for joining us, giving us your time and welcome to... You're Cumberland. welcome. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um Listen, Derek. I'm sure you've listened to every single minute of our of our podcast so far. But um, just in case you haven't, um, it's a very light heart light hearted podcast. Um, I wouldn't say we're great at interviews, but we're good at conversation. So, um, if that's up your street, hopefully we'll have a nice chat. For sure. Um, so listen. Um, when I was preparing for this chat, um, I uh, was sort of looking into you as uh, as they'd say um and i didn't know there was a guaranteed irish business podcast um until i started looking into this but i do now and i heard you on it um and i think the first thing that came across to me was um you seem to come across as a very kind of patriotic person and obviously you're very proud of your of your family business and how well you've done but i think you you come across like you're very proud that you guys are irish and you're flying the irish flag for us out there in the golfing world yeah, I think that comes from the travel. So, like, one of the things that happened when we started the business, first I was working on tours. So uh, I was traveling a lot, and, and I was on the European tour mostly. So I would travel pretty much to a new country slash city every week. Mm. Um, and so you kind of, you're kind of always almost aware of, that you're in different places and you know i always found that the irish were well received but as 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 i got older and i started to travel more extensively through the us and with the business i i found that it became really important to everybody seems to want to be want to know where you're from right and everybody wants to be either irish or english or german especially when you're in america right so i found it extremely important that we were always flying the flag for ireland yeah. And also, I'm very cognizant that when there's new Irish people coming up, we try to keep making sure that we're pushing them forward. So I guess that comes from the traveling uh, and then always being proud of where, I was, where I'm from and then flying the flag for Ireland wherever we were. Because like Harrington does it and McGinley mm, did it yeah. and, you know, Lowry does it. And a lot of the lads would would be very staunchly aware of their Irish roots. So to be flags and you know, Seamus Power has it on the golf bag. Exactly. So, That's great, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of become a done thing. And now I sort of knee jerk it. Now I, I, I yeah. don't, like you're saying that, I don't, I'm not even thinking about it. And then you're right. Every time I'm out in, in the US or abroad, I'm always kind of making sure that people are aware of Ireland. And then I kind of promote the places, you know, where where I like to hang out. So I'm always promoting, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to be, uh, have an honorary membership at a few places. So I'm at the K Club and at the Old Head, 
So I'd always be promoting them on my travels. That's part of the gig, you know. That's that's one of the the notes I I'm from Kinsale, caddied in the old head. So the old head <laughs> is a a special place in my heart as well. So hopefully we'll get to chat about that as well. Massive, yeah, massive. Um, like uh, so you're for golf Ireland. So you're obviously um very well known around Ireland, but obviously um you're very well known around the world as well, and and um you're you get international clients which i think is um is amazing as well and tour players and all that kind of jazz so um um firstly congratulations for that um so um the um i'd say you are sick to death of listening to this question in terms of um people asking you straight away why should i get custom fitted um and i'd say you get it all the time um i was just wondering if I was to answer the question for you, as I have an answer here, would you maybe yeah. rubber stamp it? Um, so it. I, my kind of answer to this would be like, if you are a serious player and you are serious about improving your game, of course, there's people out there who, who just want to play for the enjoyment of it. Um, and of course you can get your clubs and done deal and that's all fine. But if you are serious about improving your game, then the game is hard enough so why would you want to make the game any harder by playing with the wrong equipment or i suppose just not utilizing the technology advancements that are out there in the last few years i mean that's a big part of it and you're right people really want to play better the the, the complexity here right channers is the the product is also different right and it keeps changing right so there's always refinements and, and changes in design. The biggest massive change we've had, for instance, in drivers in the last five years is the spin ratio of drivers has changed dramatically based on their design and the way that they've been put together. So stuff is constantly changing, not necessarily better or worse. It's just different, right? And so it's becoming harder. And then with all the adjustability and weights and hosels and you know weight profiles and loft settings and it's becoming like so hard now to even figure out what should what should somebody get. Like I get this, like and you're right, I do get asked that question a lot. But what I do get is if I go anywhere like in the town, like I was in, I was out for a few pints with the lads last Friday night, right? So I walk into the pub and I haven't literally walked 10 steps and somebody's gone, right. About the driver. <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> QI 10. What's going right? <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, it's like, uh, it becomes this like a, like a fucking ready, go, like a soapbox thing, right? Give it your, in 10 seconds, I want to know, <laughs> tell me what you think. And so these, it's gas, because it's these conversations that I'm having literally, now I'll have these for probably the next couple of months, because it's, it's new product time. So, you know, everyone yeah. wants to know, yeah. what do you, what do you think? What do you really yeah. think? And, or I've got a, I've got a ping, did it 10 and a half, should I change? So these questions are coming up all the time. So the product's so different, number one, right? So the application of what's good, what's not, what's good for me or the, yeah. the golfer is becoming harder. It's not like I can just buy a 10 and a half free driver so and they're all the yeah. 10 and a half are the same. Yeah. And fuck it, it's, it's new. Mm. Now it's like, Jesus, like Cobra's 10 and a half spins a million times differently than TaylorMade 10 and a half. Okay. So... And then you've got the models within the brands. You can't even just go in and say, I'll have a 10 degree. It's like, which head? Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, there's five heads. What? What? <laughs> so, you know, Absolutely. this is making it, it's making it harder for the client. And then there's a great saying Darren Clark says, 
if I'm playing golf against you, or no, if I'm playing golf against two guys, and one of them's custom fitted and one of them's not, I'd rather play against the guy that's not. Yeah, absolutely. The game's hard enough. Um, I'm thinking if Clarkie says that, then that's kind of good enough for me, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. But I suppose um, as well, it's it's I I definitely feel like it's contributed to the enjoyment of the game a lot more over over the last say five, ten, twenty years even. Um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on, like, if I was to let's say I was to hand you your golf set from even ten years ago let alone 20 years ago if I was to hand you the clubs that you were playing 20 years ago and you were to go and play the tees that we play off right now do you think you'd enjoy that round of golf and also do probably you would. could you think you could probably, remember what, what you were playing 20 years ago well I can tell you exactly I've only had six sets in my life okay so it's it's, it's real easy but I've enjoyed it uh, yes because I was a better golfer okay but Am I enjoying it more now that I play less and need the equipment? Yes. Mm. And I do like hitting the ball far. So, like, that's always good fun, driving it and really pumping it out there and knowing that the driver is spinning low so I can get as much out of it. So, I wouldn't say it was an enjoyment thing. Yeah. But the stuff nowadays is so much easier. It's just so like, much easier, yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's ridiculously. I, I I had a guy this morning hitting drivers like two hundred and fifty five carry, sixteen seventeen handicapper, and he was literally shocked that I put like nine mile an hour up on his ball speed. He literally couldn't believe it was twenty yards further. He just couldn't believe it. And I said, sure, that's what yeah. it, that that's what the driver. And he was not he wasn't a great hitter, but so he couldn't he couldn't believe it. He's like, how the what? So like I suppose um like as a golfer myself, I'm one of the the many thousands in the quest to to scratch um do you, would you follow along with the argument that and and i i do believe this is that a scratch golfer 10 20 years ago well let's say 20 years ago it was definitely a better golfer than a scratch golfer this year like is there a new sort of acceptance as to what a scratch golfer really is in this day and age it's well, the testament to that is the fact that it's harder to your handicap has to be so low now to get into any of the championships, yeah, exactly. as an amateur, yeah. So that's usually the testament like a guy off one or two would normally play in the west, and now he has to be plus four, or he won't get on. And, Correct, I, and I think yeah. that's where you start to see like, I think, I think the low, the lowest handicap in the south was like plus one, I'd say Sorry, the highest plus, handicap, plus two to plus three, like, minimum. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's that's testament of you know the quality of the golfer, and plus like we've a lot more access like training, you know, fitter, uh, track fitter stronger, yeah, everything, and then everything, you've, yeah. and you've all everything, everything is just built towards performance, um, and everybody's data driven, no matter what sport you're in, everything's data driven. Um, absolutely, yeah. I was so even listening I to think... uh, I was listening to Brian Harmon speaking on the No Laying Up podcast just there, and he said that when he first joined the tour. They used to they used to party every night. Whereas there's no parties anymore. They're all going straight to the gym. So um, yeah, there's definitely that to it as well. I suppose it's why a lot of the players lack connectivity or connection now is because they tend not to spend a lot of time with each other anymore. Yeah. Um, because you're right. Everybody has their own regime. They have their own people. They have their own houses. They have their own, you know, time schedule. So they don't socialize at all hardly. Um, and they very rarely go out. Out, um, 
So that's why you'd see a lot of the a lot of the team stuff, Ryder Cup and stuff. It's still a bunch of individuals because no one gets together anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's why they lack that that connection, and it doesn't happen. You're right. Um, I missed I, I missed the parking <laughs> at nights on tour. <laughs> um. Well, we'll get into your I suppose at four golf in your day to day in terms of custom fitting golfers um each and every day. A couple of questions here, like is there is there a line for you in terms of um coaching and fitting? Um like I suppose uh, like a, in terms of examples, like if you got a guy that comes in and he's hitting his driver you know, with a, a downwards attack angle and realistically he should just go away and get a lesson first and, and start hitting up on the ball or whatever. Is there a line there that you have to be careful with about, you know, fitting him to a driver that, you know, potentially if he just got a lesson, it may not suit him? So, so there's a there's a lot of to and fro and on stuff like that and a grey area where, you know, the conversation would always open up with, you know, do you know this is your path? Have you seen the way that you hit the gun when you put it up on track, man? And you, yeah, and you yeah. see the path of the strike. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, I know about that. I'm going for lessons with Charlie, my pro, la, la, okay. la. And we're working on getting that path inside. And I go, okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is that has to be factored in, that we're not just taking a snapshot of right now, moving everything towards that point, and then not allowing for any kind of you know um, future proofing. So that that would bring my mind on a different transit, maybe a tangent, maybe that I would be bringing in a product that I know is adjustable so that we can then move it in, in line with what he's doing coaching wise, but big, but it depends on whether or not that golfer is good enough, talented enough time, time enough to make that move. Yeah. Cause this is the argument that, that, that translates all the time is like, would you not just go for a lesson? And and I've had this conversation with Harrington a few times around how many how many swings does it take to make an unconscious swing change? And he said it's north of two thousand. So then, and that's under instruction. So then you have to then factor that into a guy going for one lesson on a Wednesday night, understanding what path is, and then can he ever make that biomechanical change? To the point where I have to then readjust the driver. Yeah, but I am I am cognizant and aware of it. But sometimes we would we would put a pin in somebody and say, "Look, you know, Shani, today's not the day. Yeah, I'm going to stick a pin in you. I want to see you in two months. Your path is negative eleven degrees across the line, and I need you to go and get who do you go for tuition? Oh, I go for my look. Good, go get some tuition around this because there's no way we can put a driver in place." For this kind of a path or we had a gentleman a week ago come for a new putter but his technique was such that he needed something really really yeah. forgiving based on his path and it just made no sense in investing in something that because he was his technique was so poor and i said look this is the wrong time for you to do this you're putting the card before the horse I need some sense of what's happening and you need to have some sense. Like every putt was different. Like I don't know. You'll see variables when you're doing a putter fit and you'll see slight variables yeah. in face direction and delivery and the path and stuff. But this guy was like yeah. one was 10 foot left and one was 10 foot right. And he was delivering the putter all over the joint. So I said, look, so that's the point where I would step in and say, yeah, we're going to stick a pin in this. Come back and see me. In I, a suppose couple of months I suppose you're, I suppose you're putting the, 
kind of power of the, of that information back into the golfer's hand for them to make their own decision. Like, you know, they may just turn around and you say, I'm fair enough, but I'm going to buy it anyway. There can be a bit of that, but I'll tell you what, in 25 years, there's a, there's a message I, I got from my, um, one of the guys that trained me on tour was a guy called David Richlow. He's the senior director for Cleveland Golf on tour. And he said to me, never tell a lie because your reputation will be forever dented. Mm. So one of the things I do is I'm real straight and honest with people. And if for 20 odd, 20, nearly 25 years in the business, I don't have many people that have said that was the wrong thing or that was a load of shit Absolutely. or that didn't work. Yeah. The odd one. But yeah. you, the, 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 the majority of them are, no, that was the right call. That was a perfect decision. Great shout. And I'm used to making those critical decisions, even if it is for, for a normal golfer. If, if it's a tour player, if it's a normal, I'm used to making critical decisions. It's 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 in my DNA now. So I, I'm happy to say to the guy, no, you're not having a driver today. No, you're not having a butter today. We're not going to go yeah, broke fair. over this. Yeah, Go away and come back to me and I'll book you back in in a couple of months. So, And I suppose like on on dealing with um, the personal side of it then, is, is there... Can there sometimes be an issue with dealing with egos in golf in terms of fitting, i.e., you know, you might get get a guy who comes in and wants to play blades. Um, I'm dealing. I I I personally uh have, I'm I'm trialing out, switching to a four hybrid instead of a four iron, trialing it out. As soon as I said it to the lads in the WhatsApp group, I started getting stick. You yeah, know, asking about what my, what's my age, exactly, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering, yeah. like, um, do, do you kind of have to assess personalities as yeah. soon as they come in the door? And you're dealing with people, right? And everybody has different aspirations. Some guys will come into the bay, and you know, will will literally hoover up the information. They'll have me sending the TrackMan data to their app. Uh, they'll be completely engrossed and they'll do whatever I say, however I say it, right? Or other guys will come in and they'll, you know, be nervous. Um, so they'll be a bit like almost, you know, trying to impress me. And then there'll be other golfers who will try to will try to lead the session. Different characters, <laughs> right? And so like the, the guy will come in and say, Yeah, I'm 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 buying uh such and such, yeah. Mizuno Pro two two. I go what? Okay, right. Well, well, let's test those and let's see what happens. And like yes. he's he's not a, a tight enough ball striker for the bar. And I will say to him, this is not a good call for you. If you want to go with these, that's good. But this is not a good call for you. Let me explain why, mm. and maybe go through more of the data and show them. Whereas I would always I would always say the golfers that come in are a bit kind of, you know, punching all the lift buttons. I'll say to them. I've been doing this for 25 years. I've worked with some phenomenal golfers. I've had the great luxury of being around some phenomenal players on tour. I've also worked with beginners and people that have just come into the sport. I've seen it all. You couldn't impress me or upset me. <laughs> so fair enough, yeah. Let's chill out. Let's hit a few balls. Let's have a conversation. Let me show you and guide you through what's going to work and what and the reasons why. Yeah. And then at the end of this, let's make an informed decision, decision. the both of us, that suits everybody. Absolutely. Um, so no, but but Shani, you're going for a rescue. That's okay. 
Thanks very much, Derek. It's a safe place, buddy. I'll it's tell okay. the lads. Thank you. No, it's okay. So you can add me to the WhatsApp group, and I'll have a full blown conversation around yeah. this for you. If you need, if you need some counselling around the bit. Well, spot. listen, I'm trialing it out. I, I'm I'm open to anything, basically. I I initially, when I kind of first properly came back into golf, I'd say about three years ago. I always sort of played as a as a kid, but I was never really a member of a golf club. Um, I played another sport for about 10 years. Um, but when I sort of came back into golf about three years ago, the, the 2021 Titleist T100s came out and I was like obsessed with these things. And I went in for a fitting and your man was trying to put me in the T200 head and he was just getting nowhere. And I just said, give me the T100. So I've kind of gone full circle now. Um, I've obviously gotten a lot better since then. Lo- still love my T100s but if I went to a fitting now I'd be happy to play anything that literally gets me around the golf course and fewer shots so I feel like uh, I've, I've definitely come full circle there so yeah we're trialing out the four hybrid um, the Titleist uh, what is it uh, no it's a ping four hybrid ping G425 I think I like the ping hybrids yeah. Yeah. very safe yeah very safe. Um, okay so I suppose Derek when I was telling a few friends that I was was going to be chatting to you. I, like you said, about the lads in the pub, I was getting questions left, right and centre, asking about this, asking about these. So just getting a little bit more specific um, for the tech geeks out there. Um, yep. Irons this year, um, I'm keen to ask you about the T150s and also something that I'm looking at is the, the Mizuno Pro, the 245s, just with a little, little bit of help there. What do you think about, we start with T150s? Titleist as a product is, you know, it's design, it's an aspirational brand. I always say this. It's a brand that people want to play into. When I was, you know, starting out my journey, Titleist was the thing, right? Everyone wanted to have a Titleist bag with Titleist irons, Titleist clubs. And and it's an aspirational brand. They would, you know, they target the assistant pros and PGA pros and golf clubs. They give them special um, own use discounts to get them into the product because they know then that it's a tier, a tier of influence based on the pyramid structure where best players in the world play Titleist, everyone else filters down from that. And they do their best to produce product that suits the lower end. The problem, the problem is it doesn't really suit. They, they try to horseshoe stuff into mm. high handicap golfers. It just doesn't work for them. And although, you know, that whatever, that 350, you, you can get it to work, but it's designed for the better ball striker. Gotcha. Okay. So Titleist is a, is a kind of a hard enough club. They're, they're, not a lot of golfers get a lot of response from it, a lot of feedback from it. It tends to be a strong, hard striking club. Um, it wouldn't be as soft as some of the, the steel that, that Mizuno use, and therefore it's designed around ball strikers. Okay. Uh does a really, really nice job though of controlling that based on the fact that it's quite a, a hard enough club to play. I mean hard as in tough, yeah. it, it feels strong. Uh, but it regulates ball flight real good for those players, so that it it gives what they look for. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 expensive, right? It's one of our premium products in terms of pricing. Um, they like charging a lot of money for their for their clubs. I suppose um, Mizuno do as well, though. To be fair, with the that new Pro Series is, is pretty expensive. Yeah, isn't it? they're they're pretty expensive. But like you take a Titleist product, and not from us, but elsewhere, if you go changing shafts and grips there. You can go into a two grand set real yeah. quick. Yeah, with upgrades. Okay. And, yeah. So if you go upgrades and you start putting in band three shafts and, and grips and stuff, if you're buying them online or buying them from a retailer, 
they'll, they'll get yeah. they'll expensive real fast, way more expensive than Mizuno. So, but that's not to say that it's an it's a it's a it's a it's a value proposition. I'm just saying it's designed for those better golfers. Mizuno is still designed for better golfers. However, they've done such a good job on irons that everything else that they do pales into significance. That no one gotcha. even thinks about. Yeah, it. exactly. You do, yeah. you do drivers? Jeez, yeah. I didn't even know you. Did well, yeah, everything. Yeah. Right, and so uh, we we've been lucky. We've been out to Japan. My dad was in was brought to Japan for a big award ceremony by Mizuno. When we met the Mizuno family, we've been to Osaka to their headquarters. We've been to Yoro to their R and D center. We've been to Hiroshima where they actually mm. forged the product. My dad wanted to see the steel being being pressed. So we we've been to there. We've been to their yeah, factory magic. and yeah. we've been to their 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 metal production, which took a lot of. Uh, a lot of work getting inside the ropes there uh, because I don't like people nosing around in any of their business. So okay. um, we've been right through from literally the billets of steel, long billets of steel being cut out to being pressed out to being through the line, yeah. out to Euro, into their R&D, through their Meister program, everything. So we've been right around the whole product line. I, I've heard Mizuno... you say before that basically Mizuno owns steel. They own the steel market in terms of hands down. Yeah. They're the best quality of strike feel wise that you'll ever find. I mean, people talk about, you know, Mura and they talk yeah. about some other metal products. I still have yeah. yet to find and see anything. It's as good as that Mizuno product. Can I, well then uh, get diving into Mizuno then something that did interest me recently, um, in terms of the professional game is I saw that Luke Donald is now playing a full set of the, the two, four, five. So the, the hollow body blade. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know uh, that sort of sparked my interest. Cause I don't know if I'm, if I'm right or wrong here, but I didn't ever think that a pro would play right up to pitching wedge in, in a hollow body iron. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but what's your thoughts on that? Like do you think that lasts well, long he, with, with Luke? I know he's lost speed and all that, and he's an older player. Yeah, but... that's, a, that's a speed retention situation. So he's what, look, what he's looking to do is he's looking to retain speed across an off-center strikes. And the big problem when you move tech in an iron like that is if you suddenly have a split where you say, right, I'm going to do two yeah. four fives down and three four five, then I'm going to go to the normal blade and the rest. The gapping, is, yeah. it's too hard to, to bridge the gap. You'd have to have... Like a, if you stopped at like six iron, you'd have to have another six iron built and then you'd have to stage it backwards. It, it's really complicated when you're moving CG and creating different flight on the ball to just simply say, I'll just play six and then I'll yeah. play seven. It'll be grand. It will and it should be grand because you're going to lose so much speed that you're going to have to crank the, 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 the other iron forward to make it stronger. And you're going to screw up your your landing angles and your pitch heights, so yeah. they they don't match. And so what 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 LD's doing is he's he's bringing it, the tech right through the set, which is what I recommend a lot of golfers to do, so that you retain the speed and then you control your distances based on how you set your lofts throughout the set. You might go a little weaker, a little stronger, depending on where you wanted to bridge. It's really complicated on tour if you get a split in technology. You can do it maybe in the three iron on its own. Yeah, you kind of match where in you'd there usually because, see a pro only use a hollow iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd be looking to hit a window. But what mm. what Lucas found is his speed retention on off center strikes is too good. The quality is so good on the miss mm. that he's going. I'll just pull Absolutely. it right through. 
So it must be fanta- it must be fantastic um, iron for this season. So definitely ah, it's super. It's super. Look, the, yeah. oh, so here's the complexity in design, right? When you take a soft feeling metal and you infuse more material into it, and you create distance and speed, and you don't lose feel. Yeah, that is the most complex in design that you could ever imagine where the club feels exactly the same and yet there's multi-material in there it's not the same right it's the same but it's not the same and when i hit it first this thing's going to feel like hitting it with a frying pan going like dong yeah and it was it was soft it was buttery if you brought it off to center it still didn't feel clangy which is normally what it does it feels like you say oh god that feels a bit crispy a bit weird and it still feels exactly the same. Absolutely. Okay, so it sounds like Mizuno two four fives are one of the irons to check out this year. I know yeah, that you can get that from you can get that from seven to pitching wedge, and then do hybrids three, four, five, six. It'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, I'll 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 say that one to the lads as well and see what reaction I get. Um, yeah. Drivers, obviously, a huge category category here. If I was to literally just dumb it down to the best driver this year for a higher handicapper and the best driver this year for a lower handicapper from what you've seen so far? Higher handicapper, I'd probably go Cobra. Okay. Uh, yeah, because it's the, the, the hustle's really intuitive. You can rotate waiting in the max head. It's very forgiving on all off-center hits. Very closely followed by probably Ping. Yeah. To be honest, ping, ping um, max, yeah. yeah. Although with the ping max is just extraordinarily expensive, I don't know how that works, but it's good. That, yeah, that's it has, yeah, notice that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better player, oof, that's a tough one. I'd probably say Callaway Smoke in the triple diamond. Okay, that's going to take some beating in terms of managing this low spin properties with the forgiveness side. Yeah, that'd be my sort of best player, higher handicapper. For the higher or for the lower handicapper, I had a few messages about the the new QI10 LS model. It looked like Rory had started with that and then moved it out of the bag. Yeah. Is there an issue yeah, there moved... with it's too low spinning? Is it or uh, the problem is right that everything spins low, so you don't necessarily have to go low spin that much. I spoke to um, Adrian, who looks after Rory, and he's moved i think for just a little bit of a a more consistent spin number rather than there was an issue um and i think because everything spins low that that standard head is probably in inverted commas a little bit more forgiving in that it's probably spins the same spin across the face more than the ls so i'd say it was more a consistency thing rather than a issue thing if that makes sense gotcha yeah because all those drivers spin low like Jesus Christ, even like the ten degree max spins low. It spins low, yeah, yeah. Compared yeah, to what of we've seen CG. previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're using loft now to to create pitch angle. You're not creating loft to create spin anymore. Gotcha. Um. Well, Derek, I think the most common question that I got from multiple people was, "What is actually in your golf bag?" Would you be willing to out <laughs> that to the public? Yeah. Sure. So at the moment, I've got a set of P790 in the black finish. So they were a, a, a they were a, a one-off 
about I think it was about twenty sets in the world. They made black PUD with like orange screws in them. I bought a set of those. I have a I fleet a little on wedges because I'm a bit of a wedge geek. Because wedges was my thing on tour, so I used to do wedges for all the players. So wedges was my thing. So I fleet between. I have a Mizuno at the moment, uh, uh, a T20 raw head that I've ground myself. So I've done the grind on the sole in a 50, and I have uh, tailor made uh, TW wedges in the MG4, the TW because I like that leading front edge a lot tighter and closer. Uh, with again TW Tigers grind on the sole. Um, in a 56 60 but it's bent 55 59 uh i have so i have five to pitch in the p790s and then i have a a uh i have two hybrids that i fleet between i have a three and a four and i put the four out and the three in and nice. depending on where i'm playing and what's going on they're holloways there are two models ago uh, and then I have a, a tailor-made uh, uh, real old one. Oh, okay. I can't remember that. It's like a, it's like a tailor-made. Uh, like, like an M six or something. Yeah, M type. It's yeah. an M. It's it's a D. It's a D type of draw. It's it's like hooded. Yeah. But I just I the day so you've I got seen, it. You've seen how many driver releases in the last three four years, and you haven't been tempted to. Put one of those in the wood. bag. You're... That's a three wood. It's, it's an M type. It's an M type. Okay. It's a D type M series. It's the... anyway. Look, I pinged it first day I've got it. I pinged it, and I have pinged it ever it since. Bag. And I drove the three. I hit hit it in two at the K Club on day eighteen. I did the Rory McIlroy driver three wood into the middle of the greens. I'm like that thing's staying. And in driver, I have a I have a Callaway Row Triple Diamond ST. Lovely. Nice. Uh, in a 10 degree that I'm that I really like really stable um but I don't change that often I get nice I get nicely gifted a few bits and pieces every now and again but I don't change it off stick down it yeah um well Derek listen um I feel like I could chat to you all night but I'm conscious of um saving your time um uh just before I leave you go just a final question what what do you think you would have been if you didn't if you didn't end up becoming um, one of the world's best master club fitters, what do you think you would have been? I wanted to be a, uh, a, I wanted to work in the ports and be a customs officer. <laughs> customs everything. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a customs guy. You know, the guy in the airport that says, bring your bag over here. I want to check it for cigarettes. I want to be that guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wanted to be a customs officer. That was what I really wanted to do. When I was in my mid-20s, that's what I nearly took a sharp right turn and started. I wanted to go doing that, but um, I didn't. Uh, it never happened, so I stuck at the old fitting thing and did okay. We disrupted the industry a little bit, but we did okay. Well, listen, um, thankfully for, for all of us in Ireland and, and the world, we have, um, we have you fitting our clubs in Ireland for us, so everyone... Make sure you get out there to Four Golf Custom up in Clean Castle. Um, and uh, I will surely be up there myself soon looking to get a new driver um, this year, Derek. So you'll, you'll be seeing me up there. So um, We'd love to have you. And Shani, we need to do another one of these because I want to talk to you about Old Head. Oh, wow. Favourite hole just before we go? Um, 
tough one. I really enjoy. I I really enjoy enjoy the enjoy like the two, three, four stretch. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, the second tee yeah. box is my favorite place on the course. Yeah. It's like because it's just wild. I love that because when you bring people and you walk around the corner, they go, "Jesus Christ!" And like you go down two, and then three is lovely because it's real visual. Four. I like I just like that stretch. Everyone says twelve. I I I hate twelve. Drives me insane. Can't hit that bloody green. Save me life. So I I just like the Love front stretch. Yeah. I like the when you bring people because that's the whole thing about old head is sharing it right. So, uh, I love the I love two. Absolutely. Well, everyone, you've heard it here first. Derek's already agreed to a second episode of coming on yes. covered it. Um. So I, how about this? How about I uh? How about I get through the uh? How about I get paid in January because it's been six months since any of us have gotten paid, and then I'll book in with you for a driver fitting, and um, I'll get down to you, and maybe we can have a chat about about my fitting afterwards if you're if you're willing to come back on, and we can chat. That the old... sounds like I think that that's cool. Like... That's a good idea. That sounds yeah. a good idea. But like any 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 questions anyone has, anything you want, reach out on Instagram, um, find me a message on there or whatever works. Any questions? I do Q and A's all the time, so. Anyone follow us on Instagram and then I do QAs every now and again so you can bang your questions in there and I try to get through the many as I can. Derek, thanks very much for your time. Really great to talk to you. <laughs>